Hello and welcome to the Sound of History podcast. <laughs> My name is Nick. My name is Mika. Hey, you said your real name this time. I did say my real name. My name is Mika. <laughs> I feel like that's an inside joke that people aren't going to get. Well, you, they fine. wouldn't have known if you didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Haha, now you feel left out. This, as I'm sure you've guessed, is a music history podcast where I am teaching Mika, or failing to teach Mika, the whole story of American music history right now. You're failing to teach me the whole story. There are very specific moments that have stuck out to me. Good. Hopefully this will be one of them, though I doubt it. What are we talking about? Today we're talking about, let's see if you can remember. Uh, She was a big diva of the 60s. One of the biggest uh, singers, I guess, in history. Do you remember what we talked about last time? Motown? Yeah, there you go. So she was a Motown artist for most of her life. Okay. I think she left Motown in the early 2000s, but that doesn't matter to you. That's not going to help you at all. She was part of a group. Susan Boyle. Yes. Today we're talking about Susan Boyle. When are we going to talk about (laughs) Susan Boyle? Today we're talking about Diana Ross. I was going to say Tina Turner, so. Yeah, that's close, I guess. First, though, we have our show within a show. Mika is the host now. What do you want to tell us, Mika? I want to tell you that I tried to sell my car. do your intro music. You can't. (laughs) (laughs) We can't just have our show. Mika is the host now. (laughs) I tried to sell my car today, and it didn't work, and I'm upset. The car or the sale? Well, both. That's why I'm trying <laughs> to get rid of it. And like they're they're supposedly giving me 500 bucks for my car, which doesn't run. So like good trade off. And towing it for you. Yeah. Are they towing it for me, though? Because Supposed that's be. the question. <laughs> because I still haven't gotten my call that they're going to call me an hour before they tow it. Um, and they're towing it today, apparently. So it's getting just a little bit late. It is currently 730 p.m. in the nighttime. Um, yeah, I don't think that's happening today. Yeah. But I work the next three days, and then my only day off is Saturday. And then they don't tow on the weekends, so my next day off is Tuesday. But I'm busy on Tuesday. So that's your segment? Just complaining that your car didn't get towed like it was supposed to? Hmm. Anything good happening you want to Anything good happening? Hmm. (laughs) Huh. Um. (laughs) Your segment is one for positivity. Uh. (laughs) You got a candle recommendation. That's good. I did get a candle recommendation, but the bad news is I can't find it anywhere. Online, even. I feel like you can find most things online. I can't find this candle online. As any collector knows, the chase is most of the fun. I'm not a candle collector. I just a candle collector. I am not a candle collector. (laughs) I want the best candle to use up all the way. I just can't find the best candle. And apparently, this one's really good. But like, where where in the world is it? Well, that's because everyone bought it because it's very good. Maybe, but like I can't, I can't find it. Almost no online presence for this candle. Kind of like us. 
<laughs> Ajax has something to say. No, he doesn't. He yes, wants he his, does. the microphone to smell like him. He scratches on the microphone. Oh, big yawn. He's such a good boy. Hey, what do you have to say, good boy? No, 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 no. Come back. Oh. Now his butt's oh. in the microphone. Oh, oh back, back down on the, on the table. All right, Mika no longer the host now. No, I have to do something positive. Keep it positive. I feel like there's she been a smack couple. smack her to the floor. What? No. <laughs> You're not in the group that gets to know what that is. Okay. I feel like there was a couple good, well, an album and an EP, EP that have released recently that you love. Oh you my gosh, that. that's right. It's I used to like say what all. music I liked. I forgot that I did that. That was a whole point of me giving you this segment in the beginning. Was oh, to show that you right. do like music, but just not the music we're talking about. Oh my gosh, that was the and point. And then it has, as most things Devolved. with you, just <laughs> drifted wildly off topic. <laughs> I, t- I totally forgot that that was the point. <laughs> That's true. Um, I have played um, the band Camino's album over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Um, phenomenal. Uh, I feel seen. And I also get to pretend that all of the like depressed moodiness that I have inside, like I get to pretend for a second that I'm like that like cool, edgy, like <laughs> brooding, falling apart, but like partying person, you know, all right. I get to just kind of like project that for a second and I'm like. You know, I magically like I smoke when I listen to that album, which is not good. But like I get to feel that, you know. She doesn't smoke just by the way. I said that. I said I don't smoke because it's not good for you. And It just sounded like you don't smoke, but you do when you listen to that album. Oh, like it sounded. No, I have I have the vibes when I listen to that album. I just I just. Yeah, it's a good album. It's so good. And then, um, and then, and then last birthday. What? Last birthday. That's Valley's EP oh, that just came I didn't, out. I didn't remember the name of it. Yeah. And today they posted a promo picture from one of their um, music videos of them in scrubs. And I loved it. They're just like wearing surgical scrubs and shooting a music video in an ambulance. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I love this. This is catered to me. Speaking and of Camino, I don't know that you've seen this. Uh, no. What the heck? <laughs> when s- did that get here? I saw it when I ordered their new album. And I was like, yeah, might as well grab that too. Oh, my gosh. It's a signed um, vinyl of Try Hard. Their old EP. Dude. Yeah, I was like, might as well. I'll grab that. What the heck? <laughs> you said nothing about this. I don't got here. What the heck? I, haven't. <laughs> I got an email today that their new one is running behind. So they'll ship it when they get it. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Anyway, last but not least, we got to go participate in live music and it was amazing. And we saw Walk the Moon, which has been my favorite band for years and years and years. And they were phenomenal and their ep is absolutely lovely right now i forgot what it's called isn't isn't it not out yet they're just releasing singles from their album no it's a whole ep oh 
Is it? No, it's not. I thought it was just singles from their upcoming album. That is what it is. That is, ex- you're right. They just kind of like group it all together, you know? Yeah. But it's not even grouped together. It's like three on one and two on the other. Never mind. But mm, good, good stuff. Good, right. good, good time for music. Mika no longer the host now? Mm. I like talking. Well, we're about 10 minutes in. and We haven't gotten to music history yet. All right. Well, on, if you wait, like no. talking. No. Do you want to give us a recap of Motown? No. I want to try and shout out more music. Nah. So I'm Mika done. no longer the host? Yeah. Too much effort. Mika long. No. But <laughs> <laughs> Mika no longer the host now. Okay. Mika no longer the host now. <laughs> so do you want to give us a brief recap of what Motown is? What in Motortown. What in your words is the Motown sound? Chicago, Chicago. No. That's from Victorious, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's also not the right city. So. Oh, <laughs> Detroit. It's there from Detroit. <laughs> Is that all you got? That's the Motown sound? It's I mean, do you Chicago really tr- and or Detroit. Do you really trust me to do anything else here? Yes. There was the one guy who like was really good producer, but like didn't really give credit where credit was due and like pay his people very well. He's probably talking about Barry Gordy, who is the founder and owner of Motown. He probably produced stuff then. Yeah, probably. But there's also Smokey, Smokey Robinson, who was like the one of the principal songwriters and like the first person on it. Yeah. Like all the songwriters were like great and yeah. And they didn't get all the money that they deserved. Yep. Do you remember any of the other than Diana Ross, any of the other artists that were on Motown? I can't get Lenny Kravitz out of my head. (laughs) (laughs) That is not correct. I know. Who am I thinking of? Um, Marvin Gaye? No. Stevie Wonder? Is there another one? Those were probably the two big like that guys we talked, we talked about? about. Yeah. There was one guy who I don't remember his name, but he talked about like money is what I want. Money is what I want. <laughs> There's also the Jackson Five. They were do on do there. Do all right anyway we're talking about probably their biggest star of the 60s diana ross today do you know anything about diana diana ross any opinions any opinions on her two thumbs up from me (laughs) okay (laughs) so all you know about her just two thumbs up just good solid good good Good. Okay. Well, Diana Ross was born in 1944 in Detroit, Michigan. She was the second of six children. Her mother was a school teacher and her father was in the army. Her mother actually wanted to name her Diane instead of Diana, but an error on her birth certificate resulted in her name being Diana. I love birth certificate errors. It's just so funny. She actually went by <laughs> Diane for the early part of her career, and some of her family and friends still call her Diane instead of Diana. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. 
For a while, when her mother got tuberculosis, they moved to Alabama until her mother recovered enough for them to move back to Detroit. What was in Alabama? Probably just air, cleaner air. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's air. What, that's what people do. like. George Washington's brother struggled with TB for like his entire life, and that he would take trips to like a hot spring, and that would like help clear it. And then even like that was. The only time George Washington ever left the country was he went with his brother down to, like, Jamaica for that, like, air to, like, help clear out his lungs of the TB. Didn't work. He eventually died, but still kept him hanging on a little bit longer. That's not the only time that he left the country. He was from a different country. Well, not really, no. Was he born in America? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't I don't know how long people were Technically, in. Technically it was a different country at the time, but <laughs> he was from the North America. I forget how much time passed between Yeah, like Europeans being in America and then America being America. Yeah, at least like 150 200 years. Oh. <laughs> it's Columbus sailed That's the ocean blue time. in 1492. Do you think that I ever memorized that? And the Revolutionary War was 1776. 17. 17. 1776. I have that memorized. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they moved back to Detroit. For a while, Smokey Robinson was their neighbor, which kind of helps with yeah. the connection point. On her 14th birthday, the family moved to a housing project settlement, and Diana attended a magnet school where she took classes with the hopes of becoming a fashion designer. Oh, love it. You can probably see evidence of that. Heck yeah. In her dress. Well, Heck I don't yeah. know you'll see it here, but you can Google it. What's are we not watching videos? We might. But you I don't. show me everyone else's outfits. We might. I don't remember the videos that are in this. I'm sure there's live ones because I try to do live ones since I know you like it. I do. I want to see what they're wearing. From a very early age, she showed an interest in music and singing. She started singing in the gospel choir of her Baptist church as a kid. And at age 15, she joined a vocal group with some neighborhood friends that they called the Primettes. Primettes. It's like primes, but female. How would you say that? Your butt. Okay, we'll go with primates. They were the sister group of a male vocal group called the Primes that eventually became the Temptations. Okay, that second part was cool. (laughs) I just wanted to like, I have another question though. Where did the name come from? Because they were the sister group of the Primes. Okay, what were they called? The Primates. Is that how you pronounce it? Thanks to Paul Williams, who was the leader of the Primes and eventually the Temptations, they were introduced to a manager. After winning a talent competition in Ontario, they were invited to audition for Motown. One of the members left the group right before the audition, leaving Diana, Florence Ballard, and Mary Wilson as the members of the Primettes. Do you remember any of those names? Diana Ross. Yes. Do you remember either of the other two? No. Diana Ross is really pretty. Okay. Florence Ballard and Mary Wilson. Florence and Mary. Sounds like a folk duo. Apparently, they got the audition because Diana approached Smokey, her childhood friend, and potential former boyfriend, depending Mm. on who you ask. Smokey agreed to get them the audition if he could use their guitarist for an upcoming tour. Diana thought that was a pretty fair trade. 
They got the audition, and Smokey got their guitarist named Marv Tarplin, who ended up playing with Smokey for the next 30 years. Wow. Yeah. That so worked out well for him. <laughs> it worked out well for all of them. Barry Gordy, Gordy, sorry, Barry Gordy heard their audition and was immediately struck by Diana's vocals. He said it stopped him in his tracks, and he went in to hear the rest of the audition. But he advised the girls to finish high school before coming back, which is weird. Like, he didn't really do that normally. Doesn't really care about their well-being and stuff. Really. Like, I mean, they were they had <laughs> been, like, talking with Stevie Wonder since he was, like, nine years old or something. Like, they didn't really care Apparently about Apparently, they weren't kind of... as good as Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really accept that answer and kept hanging around the studio, recording backing vocals for a few different recordings. Yeah, as as they will. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it happens. The next year, in 1961, Barry gave in and signed them to a contract. He lasted a whole year. Yeah. Barry's one condition was that they change their name. I don't know why. Probably just marketing. Probably because people couldn't pronounce it. That's fair. Their manager approached Florence Ballard, the only member of the group at the studio at the time, with a list of potential names. She chose Supremes because it was the only name that didn't end with et. (laughs) <laughs> reportedly it's the good. other members didn't love the name at first really i just think that's funny it's the only one that wasn't like very obviously female honestly like good for her yeah good on floor are you calling her floor now calling her old, old floory <laughs> you guys are on that close personal yeah, me and floor <laughs> go way back way back to two minutes ago <laughs> In 1963, the group scored their first minor hit with a song called When the Love Light Starts Shining Through His Eyes. That's a long title. Yeah, it is. It reached number 23 on the charts, and soon after, Barry made Diana the lead singer. Before that, Florence was basically the lead singer of the group. They had previously released seven singles, but this was their first top 40 hit. You ready to hear it? I am so ready. Here is their performance on American Bandstand. Ooh. They might not be performing. They might just be teenagers dancing to their song. their first minor hit i like it i'm pretty sure that was florence on vocals not long after that the supreme started what would be a long stand in the charts and scored their first number one hit where did our love go it was another song written by the incredible writing partnership of holland dozier holland who are the motown staff writers the song stayed at number one for two weeks and was the first of five straight supreme songs to hit number one or wow. to hit the charts or number one i don't i didn't my script says supreme songs to hit number (laughs) so i'm guessing one but i don't know (laughs) here is where did our love go
Risers. Transported back to show player. Right. What if I dance like that? What if every single time that I'm dancing, I just like thrust my chest? Just like so jerky. Just like. <laughs> you do boom. what you want. I don't know. But it's, it's, it's like not boobs. It's like, go fight you. <laughs> You are intimidating, so that might be too scary for people. Yeah. Between 1964 and May 1967, they had an unprecedented run in the charts with 10 number one songs. They were the first group to ever have five songs in a row hit number one. So that's, there's the answer. Yeah. Number one. Where Did Our Love Go, Baby Love, Come See About Me, Stop in the Name of Love, and Back in My Arms Again. Were there songs that all hit number one in I'm a row? I'm seeing a theme. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you've heard some of them. Like Stop in the Name of Love. Everyone's heard that. Uh, what? No? Stop no? in the Name of Love Before You Break My Heart. I think you're going to have to put it to music. Maybe, but I don't I don't have it here. So You can just sing it. I could, but it. no. No. Wait, how's it go? The Supremes no, became hey. Motown's <laughs> most successful act. <laughs> Both in America and internationally, which is really saying something considering the amount of talent that Motown had. That is really cool. In 1967, things started to take a turn, as they often do. I don't like where this is going. Barry Gordy fired Florence Ballard from the group. What? And replaced her with a girl named Cindy Birdsong. What? We had a woman named Carol Birdsong, and she always used to call us... When school was canceled. <laughs> Probably same person. Mm-hmm. He took Cindy from Patti LaBelle's group. Florence Why? Florence expressed a little bit of dissatisfaction with the way the group was going. She didn't like Motown's influence, claiming the touring and Barry making Diana the star was pushing the group apart. Struggling to cope with Motown's demands and her own depression, she started to abuse alcohol, and that led to arguments within the group. Oh, Florence, her alcoholism also led to her missing recording sessions and performances. She received a settlement for Motown releasing her contract, tried to have an unsuccessful solo career, and then lost a lawsuit against Motown for royalties. Floor. In 1970, she applied for welfare and entered rehab. She started to have a bit of a comeback in 1975, but she suffered a cardiac arrest due to a blood clot and passed away in 1976 at the age of 32. Floor girlfriend. Yeah. Poor Floor. I'd be pissed. (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, Barry recognized the star he had in Diana Ross and changed (laughs) the band's name to Diana Ross and the Supremes. It's just... Yeah, heartless world. <sighs> that change. Taking old Florence out and then just being yeah. like, that's fine. <laughs> marketing. Freaking marketing. I hate everyone who participates in marketing. Yeah, me too. 
That change made it easier for Barry to charge a larger fee for a solo artist and their backing band instead of charging a fee for a group. I'm not really sure how that all worked, but apparently it did somehow. I don't know. I feel the need. For speed? What? No. <laughs> what do you feel the need for? To tell people that you're in marketing. That's <laughs> nah, fine. Diana was pushed away was pushed way too hard during this period, and as she claims in her autobiography, the stress of this period drove her to suffer from anorexia. She collapsed mm-hmm. on stage during one show yes. and had to be carried off. By 1968, Barry wanted Diana to go solo, so she started performing by herself and even started a few recording sessions to release a solo album. Barry planned for her to break from the group by the end of the year. It just makes me sad. It probably should. Because it's just like, what about the rest of the Supremes, you know? What about them? They matter. They made it a success. Yeah. I don't think anyone has ever accused Barry Gordy of, like, having a heart or morals. In 1968, the Supremes, pretty much after Diana had already left, landed their last ever number one with Someday We'll Be Together. Aww! (laughs) It's kind of ironic. Diana performed with the Supremes for the last time in 1970. All told, they were the most successful vocal group in history with 12 number ones. At their peak, their popularity rivaled only the Beatles. Their work paved the way for the future of R&B and inspired countless young performers. Wow. Here's their last number one. Someday we'll be together. I don't think it's a performance, so I'll keep it behind Ajax. is not a fan. Nah. Later in 1970, Motown released her first solo album simply titled Diana Ross. This album immediately kept her incredible string of successes with her first solo number one, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. It was her version of a song that was already a smash hit for Marvin Gaye, and it earned her a Grammy for Best Female Vocal Performance. I didn't know that started more than a decade of dominance from Diana Ross. Here is Ain't No Mountain High. Also not a performance, it looks like. Aww. Sorry. It is the edit version, whatever that means. I don't know if we want it edited.
is such a good song. Yeah. I don't know if you're being sarcastic, but yeah. <laughs> Were you being sarcastic? No, it was just that it wasn't really into the song. Uh-huh. that I've ever heard this part. I don't think I have either. Well, I mean, when I was doing this, but it's not the part people know. If you need me. Man, except for her eyebrows, oh. this makeup is like a look right now. No matter where you are. Right. Maybe that's why it's no the matter. edit version. Okay. She released... Oh, that was Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Wait, really? It was? I have to... Give myself some indication on the edit of when to fade it out, or else it's very difficult. You couldn't really tell anyway. That's true. She released another two albums pretty quickly, but they were eclipsed by the soundtrack to her first movie. What was the first movie? We're getting there. In 1972, Barry Gordy was all in on films and wanted to showcase his stars, so he had Diana Ross star in a movie called Lady Sings the Blues, which which was loosely based on Billie Holiday. The movie was a massive success, and Diana won a Golden Globe and was nominated for an Academy Award. She was winning everything. Throughout the rest of the 70s, she continued to release a string of hit songs and albums. She released a duet album with Marvin Gaye that was immensely popular because, of course... I feel like I want to listen to that. Yeah, exactly. When she toured Japan, she was the first entertainer in history to be invited to the Imperial Palace for a personal meeting with the Empress. What? Yeah, random little tidbit I decided to throw in there. In 1974, she became the first African-American woman to co-host the Academy Awards. Get it! In 1976, Diana proved that she could cater to the explosion of disco with her fourth solo number one, Love Hangover. You ready to hear her disco song? I am so ready. Well, this is Love Hangover. Look at her, look at all Phil Collins-y. <laughs> I was thinking Queen. That makes sense too. <laughs> We're gonna have to talk about this because eventually it's gonna be interesting. This is a vibe. <laughs> I don't think that is it. Right, that is her love hangover song. Sweet hangovers are not. It's from love. You don't love doesn't make you feel hungover. It is if you do it right. <laughs> what are you saying? I don't know. <laughs> her next two albums sold modestly well, but nothing astronomical, especially for her standards. She starred in another movie called Mahogany that also did not do well. But, like, for some reason, none of this really hurt her star power at all. She was still a Diana Ross, so she could do whatever she wanted. 
1977, she starred as Dorothy in the film version of The Wiz. The film flopped. It was... So sad. It was, at the time, the most expensive musical film ever made. And it was a $10 million loss for Motown. God. That movie basically ended Diana's film career and was a massive setback for production of all-black casted movies for a while. All in all, not a good thing. I wonder if it holds up. Like, I wonder if I could watch it now and be like, that was actually a good movie. I'm going to guess no, but that doesn't mean it wouldn't be enjoyable. No, I mean, it it might hold, because I feel like a lot of the reason why it didn't do that well is because white people didn't want to go see an all-black movie at that time. I don't know, though. I don't really know anything about the movie. I just feel like that's, because that's what people pointed to to not make them for a while. Hmm. In 1980... She released her most popular album of all time, called Diana. It became her first solo platinum album and earned her a ninth Grammy nomination. Also in 1980, she released a duet with Lionel Richie called Endless Love. Lionel Richie was who I was thinking oh, of. Oh, okay. Lionel Richie, Lenny Kravitz, same same vibe. <laughs> Leave me alone. I knew, <laughs> I knew, but I couldn't think of name. Endless Love would be her sixth and final solo number one, which it's a duet, but, you know, solo. Here is Endless Love. This is a performance. off for a live performance video. Endless Love also happened to be one of her last singles for Motown. In 1980, after almost 20 years with Motown, she started negotiations to leave it. She received $250,000 from Motown as severance. RCA offered her a $20 million seven-year contract that gave her complete control over her recordings. Diana asked Barry if he could match that offer, and Barry said it was impossible. So she signed what, at the time, was the largest music contract in history. Wow. Her first RCA album, Why Do Fools Fall in Love, was almost entirely self-produced and earned her another platinum album. Nice. A few more top ten singles and a couple of Grammy nominations. Diana rode a wave of hits into the mid-1980s before she saw her popularity start to wane. At the time, most of her releases were either re-releases or re-recordings of earlier songs and were heavily disco-inspired. As the 80s drew to a close, disco wasn't exactly the hit thing anymore. But we'll talk about disco more later. Yay. <laughs> Actually, it does sound like that. Yeah. I mean, it will probably be a lot of Bee Gees. In 1988, she returned to Motown, 
She heard about Barry's plans to sell the label and urged him not to, but Barry did anyway. (laughs) The new owners begged Diana to come back and offered her shares in the label as part owner, which she accepted. Hmm. Through the 90s and 2000s, Diana positioned herself as a legacy artist and didn't focus too much on new releases or tours. She also appeared in a few different television shows. Diana reunited with the other surviving Supremes founder, Mary Wilson, for the first time in 1973 for Florence Ballard's funeral. Mm. In 1983, she reunited again with Mary and Florence's replacement for a Motown 25-year special, during which Diana apparently made great efforts to keep Mary out of the spotlight. Okay. Yeah. In 2000, she tried to negotiate for a Supremes tour with all living former members, but Mary Wilson and Cynthia Birdsong refused the offer. So Diana toured with two newer Supremes members. After pretty low attendance at the first few shows, the tour was canceled. That's awkward. Yeah. Recently, Diana has continued to enjoy her status as a music legend. She is set to release her 25th studio album in September of 2021. What? Which, I mean, might have already happened. I don't know. Because it's October now. Look it up! It was definitely not October when I wrote this. It looks like it has not released yet. Oh. Last one was 2020 called Supertonic Instrumental Mixes. That sounds awful. At least on Spotify. That sounds absolutely horrible. Yeah, so her new album should be coming soon, hopefully. I'm so excited and about it, it now. Features her first original material since 1999. Ooh. Diana Ross's list of people she influenced is almost too much to name. It's long been said, though she denies it, that she discovered the Jackson 5, but it's no doubt that she influenced them. Madonna and Beyonce both have stated her as a major influence. Which just like if you influence them, you you did something well. <laughs> Both as lead singer of the Supremes and as a solo artist, she earned 18 number one singles. Two of her songs are listed in the 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Billboard named her the female entertainer of the century due to having more songs hit the chart than any other female singer. Of the century. Yes, the 1900s, I guess. Wow. She had 70 songs hit the charts. Holy cow. Yeah. She has won several Grammys, a Tony, and a Golden Globe. Yeah, with her Oscar nominations, she was awfully close to an EGOT, but didn't get it yet. Her legacy in the music industry is immense. And that's Diana Ross. What were her two songs on the top 500 for rock and roll? I I don't know if I'll be able to, like, find this quickly. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I think Where Did Our Love Go by the Supremes was one. Hmm. And I Hear a Symphony by What's the Supremes. I want to listen to that. All right. Well, while we're listening to that, any final thoughts on Diana or Motown? Because we're moving on from it now. I wanted to see more I'm sorry. You can look them up on your own time. I was. She's That's not your own time. That's this is our time. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Oh, I love that. 
cute. This is good. This is a pop. Feels like you just like the Supremes more than Diana Ross. I think so. All right. Well, we like that. All right. Well, we've got my girl uh, Floor. Hopefully, does this have Floor? Uh, I think so. I think next we talk about Phil Spector, Ooh. which is a interesting one for sure. All right, any final thoughts on Diana before we get out of here? I wish her the best. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Join us next time, whenever that is. Goodbye.